0: Good morning everyone time for Buccaneers insider live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips and senior writer and editor Scott Smith here and as always this is where we take all of your questions so if you have not already started to do this head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page and in the comment section underneath our live video that is where we will find your questions so as we give people a chance to submit some of those a few different things of news this week one was a couple roster moves uh, tell us about the long snapper role with the Buccaneers?
1: Well, unfortunately, Zach Schoenner had to go on the uh, reserve COVID-19 list on Monday. That doesn't necessarily mean that he is out for the game because if he is fully vaccinated, which we suspect that he is, then if he can return two negative tests 24 hours apart, uh, he can play. And we've seen that happen recently. I believe TJ Watt did that for Pittsburgh. Uh, so I think that's what the Bucks are hoping for because the, the, um, the response so far has been to re-sign former Buck long snapper Garrison Sanborn, who fortunately happens to be a Tampa native, uh, played a Jesuit just like a mile over there. Um, he, he, they re-signed him but to the practice squad. Now, he could either be promoted or even just uh, elevated for game day if the Buccaneers need a long snapper. But uh, I feel like the fact that they signed him to the practice squad first means they're still holding out hope that Trenner can make it back for the game.
0: Okay, and then uh, I know some other interesting news. You know, of course, we always get questions about all the different injury situations and Richard Sherman has been one that has been out for a while now and Bruce was asked about him this week. Tell us what we might know about Richard Sherman and his return.
1: Yeah, we usually uh, can't, provide a lot of information on injuries on Wednesday morning because it's before practice started, but we do have some this time. And this is something the Buccaneers are going to release in about a half an hour, but uh, Richard Sherman and also wide receiver, Justin Watson are returning to practice today. Now Sherman's been on injury reserve since he hurt his calf in pregame warmups against Washington back in week 10, I think. And uh, Justin Watson has actually been on the reserve physically unable to perform or PUP list since he had knee surgery in July. So he's just been kind of out of the picture the whole time. And Coach was actually asked about both those guys on Monday. About Richard Sherman, he said uh, he was hoping he'd be – he was close to getting back, which obviously that looks to be the case now. And then when he did come back, he would also start training at safety, which I think is very interesting. And it actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is a guy – you know, his intelligence and his experience – is one of his main calling cards right now. And it seems like a guy you could move to corner, I mean, to safety and would be able to handle that. And we'll see how that goes. But the Buccaneers clearly have a need at that spot right now. And then with Justin Watson, uh, coach said it would probably take some injuries for him to factor into the receiver position this at this time. But just forget about, you know, what's going to happen for him right away. It's just good news that he's getting back on the field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then uh, we had a question from Matt who says, hello from the UK. Love all of our Bucks UK fans. Um, He said, how good has Cam Gill looked in limited snaps? And do you think he is worth more of a look?
1: Uh, I coach Arians himself said that both Cam and Anthony Nelson are earning more snaps. And you're seeing that start to happen. Yeah, Cam Gill, you know how many snaps of defense Cam Gill has played so far? 17, 17, and he's got two sacks. That is high production that's for sure uh he he seems to me like a real high motor guy plays really hard he had he's had some chase plays you know that that turned out good for him and uh and, and Anthony Nelson has like six quarterback pressures in the last four games I know the, the questioner didn't Matt didn't ask about Anthony Nelson but I thought I'd throw that in there but yeah and I think that makes a ton of sense for guys like Gil and Nelson to play more snaps down the stretch here because it's a long season and Shaq Barrett and especially JPP who constantly has to play through injuries they could use a little bit more of a rest on the stretch to keep them uh fresher for what we presume will be a playoff run
0: right and yeah that's 17 games i mean i just think in general everybody being fresher is going to be you know biggest but when you are wanting to make a long playoff run you know 17 games or not it is nice to have people ready to go and and with injuries even you know getting your depth ready is such a nice thing if they're already making cases for being out there and cam gill i just love that he's been a guy that's proven his worth from day one that he may I mean he already defied the odds by just making the roster as an undrafted guy in the year that there wasn't an offseason the fact that he earned that spot to begin with was already pretty incredible and shows that he steps up when given the opportunity Um, all right so our next question uh Asher said do you think the Bucks will copy the Pats blueprint and run the ball more to keep Buffalo's offense off the field
1: Wow, I don't know if they'll copy that exact blueprint and throw the ball three times. (laughs) You know, I was noting, I was, I saw the note uh, that Tom Brady needs eighteen completions to take that all-time record away from Drew Brees as he's picking off one after another from Brees, and uh, so I looked to see what his completion. Uh, list was this year and he's never had fewer than 20 completions in a game this season and and that tells you i don't think he's had fewer than 40 passes maybe once or twice in a game this season so i understand that you see a team run for 222 yards uh against the buffalo and it keeps them off the field and that's good but i just don't see the bucks not throwing the ball 40 times i think they they want more balance in their brushing attack rather than having that really be the key focus. I mean, balancing their offense with rushing rather than that being the key focus. Um, And, and honestly, the conditions of that game on Monday were something that obviously will not be duplicated in this game. Nobody really wanted to throw the ball. The bills did it more because they kind of had to, uh, but I don't know if you watched the game, but it was kind of incredible to see an offense that, that the defense knew they were going to run the ball and still had a tough time stopping them. Now, the defense did get a lot of third down stops. They did get a lot of tackles for loss, but, and really the Patriots only scored one touchdown on a a run that probably shouldn't have broken for as long as it did. So some of that is a little bit fluky. Uh, The Bills defense has been better against the pass First overall, then it has against the run, which I think they're 13th, but they still haven't been bad against the run. So I don't think the Bucs watched that game and really took anything out of it because it was, it was just such an unusual circumstance.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and I know this is one of those questions where if you had it ahead of time, you'd be able to find the exact answer with stats and everything. Um, so instead, we'll just kind of talk about the concept and maybe you can readdress it in a mailbag or something. But Richard said, when was the last time we had two interior defensive linemen get multiple sacks? Um, and then he just kind of said, Show some love for the big guys. So I figured we'd just talk about the success of our interior pass rush, and then you can try to find those exact numbers and stats for another article.
1: You know why this frustrates me? Because I actually started looking up the answer to that question uh, uh, yesterday and didn't, I don't remember what sidetracked me, but I didn't get back to it. Otherwise, I'd be able to throw out the answer right now. But I don't think it's been very freak or very recently because that was Vita Vea's first career two sack game. Uh, Indominus Suze had two of them since he got here over the last three years. I don't think Will Golston has had a two-sack game. I don't think anybody else in our interior has. So I don't think it's anybody from the current group. Uh, It may be Gerald McCoy and, I don't know, Roy Miller or something like that. But, yeah, I'd have definitely have to go back and look. But while that was awesome, it also wasn't terribly surprising because I think that the Falcons – had a bit of a weakness on their interior line with some of those guys and the way they've been playing this year, they've been rotating their centers because I don't think they're thrilled with what they're getting out of them. One of their guards is a rookie that really wasn't supposed to start this year, but was pressed into service when a veteran got hurt. So they had a vulnerability up the middle and and we had good players to take advantage of it. You know, it just differs from week to week where uh, where the opposing offensive line has its weakness points and uh, so those kind of things don't necessarily happen that often, but it was, it's very encouraging to see more players getting involved in the pass rush. If it's going to be hot down the stretch, it can't just be Shaq Barrett, who was playing really well in the last month or so. We need some, we need some push up the middle and going back to what we were just talking about. We need some contributions from guys like Anthony Nelson and Cam And We got all of that in Atlanta and it was, the formula added up to a really good pass rush.
0: Okay, and our next one was uh, Daniel asked, do you think the Bills will be the toughest opponent we face for the remainder of the regular season?
1: On paper, it certainly looks that way. It's the Bills and then two games against the Panthers, the Saints and the Jets. All those teams have losing records at the moment while the Bills are seven and five. And arguably, they're probably better than that record suggests. They have blown out the Bills, that is. They've blown out most of the teams that they've beaten. Just, you know, their average margin of victory is like 26 points, which is incredible. They're 0 and 4 in games decided by one score or less. So you can see how easily their season could be a lot different than seven and five. They're ranked first in the league in the yardage. This is they're ranked first in the league in defense, and I believe fourth in offense. They're fourth in scoring. I believe they're just really, really good on both sides of the ball. And obviously, the only other candidate I think to to displace them for this question would be the Saints simply because of the Bucks' troubles with the Saints over the last three or four years. But uh, in terms of their record and their numbers, the the Bills are clearly head and shoulders above the Saints. So, okay,
0: well that I mean,
1: is- I don't want to make bulletin board material. Let me make it clear that the Saints are a very good team and they have had our number for a long time.
0: I really enjoy the idea of them having a bulletin board in their <laughs> locker room that says Scott Smith of yeah, com said this. And they're all like, oh, man, this like, are fired you. up.
1: I don't want anybody on my team to be mad with me.
0: I, I, I think that's fair. That is a very good call. All right, well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.